0: He just made a statement that just stick with me forever. He told me, you have a lot of potential, but you just lack opportunity. After that moment, I kept finding conscious opportunities and say, it's okay if I get rejected, I'll apply, I'll apply, I'll apply. And I'll keep doing it until I actually have a breakthrough.
1: This is Serbi Rator, the CEO and co-founder of the tech startup Symbol. Whether by nature, nurture, or sheer force of will, Serpy has mastered the art of creating opportunity. Hi, I'm Lara Dolch, and you're listening to She Knows the Way, a show about deciding what's next when doing what's expected no longer feels right. I was curious to talk to Serpy because there are so many different elements of her story that I find interesting. Leading as a woman in a predominantly male industry, growing up and living in so many parts of the world. But what Serpy and I ended up really getting into was how much uncertainty she's navigated in her life. Living through a global pandemic has introduced way more uncertainty into our lives than most of us are used to, and frankly, more than I personally am great at managing. But talking with Serpy about the massive uncertainties she's faced, looking for her first job during a global recession, balancing her career and her marriage across two different hemispheres, I found myself feeling an odd sense of relief. Like, wait, maybe we can navigate this uncertain time. Serpy's familiarity and comfort with uncertainty brought me comfort. I hope it does the same for you. Serbi's first experience with uncertainty on a global scale came just as she graduated college. It was 2009.
0: And I don't know if you guys remember, there was like a big recession at that time and
1: people were not getting jobs and things like that. Serbi had studied software development in college. She had excellent grades and a marketable skill set. And a company had recruited her before she even graduated. But then, because of the recession, they told her they couldn't bring her on right away. That she'd have to wait six months to be hired.
0: Uh, And I do not want to sit at home. I want to do work and grow and start my career. So I ended up interviewing for any role, any, like literally any role that I could get because I wanted to get that professional exposure that I did not have until now. I was craving for it. I literally interviewed in factories (laughs) and said that I don't care, but I need a job. And I was literally told that you're too overqualified for assembling these adapters.
1: Some context here on why Serpi was able to throw herself into every corner of this recession job market. Serpi grew up immersed in change. Her dad was an army officer in India and her family moved around a lot so she often found herself having to adjust to a new school, make new friends, adapt to a new local culture. Another major influence on Serpy and her eagerness to get out into the world was her mom, specifically her mom's hunger for learning.
0: She's a triple postgraduate right now, been studying even until now. Like, I remember just two years back, she completed an MBA in insurance, like, Oh my God. <laughs> she kept growing and she kept
1: contributing and she kept generating value for people for herself and around herself. And her father's job in the military meant that beyond moving and reacclimating, Serbi saw firsthand the bigger uncertainties that come with war.
0: How there was impact at a particular region, how this person never returned from a field zone, and what's the family going through. So I appreciate all. All the things that life brings, because it's not that worst <laughs> that we've, we've seen uh, uh, and been, been through with our friends, with our families, with our extended family in the Army.
1: These twin pillars of her childhood gave Serpy a sense of ambition and an ability to thrive in any environment. These skills served her well throughout her education, and they kicked into high gear as she did interview after interview. Where someone else might have felt discouraged, Serpy felt like she was in an immersive course on how to land a job. That
0: experience, it's just so much hustling. Walking up to interviews, talking to agencies, setting those up, connecting to network, calling up people and saying, hey, do you know someone in this space? I'm looking for a job. It's just like hustling 101.
1: (laughs) After just three weeks of serious hustling, Serpy did land a job at a network security startup. Initially, they hired her on as a technical writer. And
0: after I did that internship, then I told them that I'm actually a software developer. I need to transition into that role. So then I transitioned into a software developer intern role for the next two months. And then after four months, they made me a full-time employee on a software developer position.
1: Here, you might be wondering why Serpy would take a job with a tiny startup during a global recession. But Serpy says she didn't think twice about the size or risk profile of the company. She was just happy to satisfy her hunger for work. It's also clear when she talks about her time there that it satisfied her hunger for growth. It was awesome, like kind of learning a lot and working with people who have been in the industry for 10, 15,
0: 20, 30 years and got an opportunity to sit amongst them and actually voice out opinions
1: around the product, which was really amazing. Serpy worked for this startup for two years. Then she took a job at a bigger company. And she found that in this bigger pool, the equation for success was more complicated. You would not get noticed. You would not
0: uh, be given opportunities because there are 10,000 people around you that are striving to get the same opportunity. And there are dynamics about relationship, about your thought leadership, about how you've built your brand for a while. How have you been with your manager (laughs) more so? There are more dynamics than just your potential.
1: After about two and a half years at this company, Serpy was assigned to a project for a client in Tokyo. A few months into the project, she traveled to Japan to meet with the client. The trip was also an opportunity for Serpy to meet in person colleagues she'd been working with remotely. One evening after a team dinner, Serpy ended up chatting with a colleague when he said something that stopped her in her tracks. He just made a statement that just stick with me
0: forever. He told me, you have a lot of potential, but you just lack opportunity. After that moment, I kept finding conscious opportunities and say, it's okay if I get rejected, I'll apply, I'll apply, I'll apply, and I'll keep doing it until I actually have a breakthrough.
1: Now, over a decade later, Serpy still points to this conversation as an important moment in her career. But equally important is how Serpy reacted to this conversation. After that, I just it just got ingrained in my mind that... I
0: just have to look more deeply for things if I need something. I'm just not looking for it. If I want to do something, I will look intentionally for it. So it just became like a habit after that.
1: I think a lot of us view opportunity as something that comes along and reveals itself to us when it's here. But the way Serpy talks about opportunity, it's like a perpetual scavenger hunt. And the clues are already out there somewhere. And she's just playing all the time this new habit is part of what led Serpe to eventually found Symbol. But that was still eight years down the road, not even an idea in her mind yet. In the years in between, Serpe was still working and gaining valuable experience. She also met her husband, got married, and when his work took him to Montenegro, they relocated there for a year. She wasn't on a work visa, so she couldn't officially work, but she got connected with local startups and helped them out with their marketing and sales where she could. Still, Serpy had a lot more free time there than she was used to.
0: There were some friends there from
1: the same organization that my husband was
0: in. So we used to hang out. I used to cook food in the afternoon, uh, something that I hadn't done in a long time. (laughs) I also traveled that year and, uh, you know, just enjoy that moment and that time.
1: To me, a year in Montenegro cooking and hanging out with friends sounds pretty great. And Serpy sees the value in this time, looking back now. But during that year, she also felt restless, almost like taking it easy was the one thing that did make her uncomfortable.
0: I was so hungry to go back to work again. Oh, my God. It was so obvious. It was like there was something burning inside me that said that that I spent the last nine months doing nothing. (laughs) Although it was a lot of learnings, but it wasn't like a tangible impact that I could see anywhere. So then when I came back, I was like, I want to make an impact. Give me things, complex, difficult problems that I can solve. That was very, very noticeable in me when I came back. It was like I came back with a plus plus version. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when she came back to work, Serp or Serp++, rotated through different roles. She helped set up a whole new division in her company. She worked on a different part of the product life cycle. She led design thinking sessions with customers. It was just amazing. It was just like all parts of the business I basically touched. During this time, Serpi and her co-founder were also developing the idea for Symbol. And as they refined what the company was and how it would work, they had to figure out where it should be. So they researched multiple global markets and they landed on the United States. The only problem was Serbi's husband couldn't work there too. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear more from Serbi about what to do when your relationship and your career can't exist in the same place, and you're not willing to give up on either. Hey there, it's Laura. wanted to quickly pop in to let you know how much I appreciate your being here. I know there are a million podcasts you could be listening to, and I'm so glad you're spending time with us. If you're finding value in the show, we'd be grateful if you supported it by buying us a coffee. That's right. It couldn't be simpler. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash she knows the way to support our work for the price of a cup of coffee. That's buymeacoffee.com slash she knows the way. And thanks. Welcome back. When we left Serpi, she and her business partner had just determined that the best market for their business was the U.S. But her husband's career was leading him to Australia. We both have goals
0: that cannot be fulfilled in the same geographical region because we just don't have the right visas to work together in the same country.
1: Serpi and her husband considered moving together to the same place. But in that scenario, no matter what, one person would end up sitting at home and what I had faced in Montenegro for nine months, I do not want to go through that again. So Serpi and her husband decided together to live apart. I mean, it's so non-traditional for a
0: married Indian couple to live in different continents for their jobs. <laughs> so yes, it was, a, uh, it was a difficult decision, but not a difficult conversation. It was just a difficult decision on, on the basis that we are maximizing uncertainty in our relationship, and we don't know who, how how things will happen. Mm. A part of getting married is to minimize uncertainty. I mean, that's one of the reasons why people get married, <laughs> and we did the totally opposite.
1: It's so interesting, and I, you know, I'm especially interested in how people's reaction to your choice to, you know, live apart from your husband was. How was it different from, if it was, different from the way they reacted to you sort of throwing everything up in the air just to create a startup?
0: Oh, my God. I mean, I think India has specific societal pressure. <laughs> if any of the folks who are listening are in India, don't get worried because of the societal pressure. Because, you know, people tend to give in to that. And it's just like, You listen 20 people around you asking you the same question over and over again that, oh my God, you're married and you will, you're planning to live separately in different continents for work? Like that, we just can't comprehend that. How are you even doing that? And people just have a tendency to push you to give those answers like all the, all the time. So Serbi came up with an answer. Man, I just kept saying one thing that, yeah, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. I mean, It's not your problem, and we will figure it out.
1: (laughs) Despite the fact that living apart invited a ton of societal pressure and, as Serpi put it, maximized their uncertainty, Serpi and her husband have still discovered opportunity in their distance.
0: Initially, we were meeting at a new place every quarter. Like, we traveled, spent time at new places, and also met, and then went back to India. That was a lot of fun.
1: But one uncertainty that Serpi and her husband had no control over was the possibility of a global pandemic.
0: Post-COVID, it has been a torture because the borders are locked in Australia like no one can actually get out or get in. So we haven't seen each other for two years
1: now. But through it all, just as they'd assured their inquisitive relatives they would, Serpe and her husband have made it work.
0: My husband and I figured out a good way to talk every day, like our time slots, and when we will FaceTime video versus audio versus weekend. So we figured out our own equation, which is like, that's what it all uh, comes down to at the end of the day.
1: One other effect of living on different continents was that it allowed Serpy to stay laser focused on building her business. In Simple's early days, when she had just moved to the U.S., Serpy found herself in a familiar pattern. Just like when she had graduated college into a recession job market, I was just, this was like hustling 101. It was just that. Yeah, it never
0: goes away. Uh, you just get habitual to do it if you do it once and you know how to navigate better than you do it the first time.
1: Yeah, I'm curious because hustle, you know, this whole idea of hustling has, to me, it's really exciting and it also has this dark side, you know, people kind of can take it too far. But I'm actually curious about your experience of that hustle. Like what brings you joy about it?
0: <laughs> I think, uh and not knowing how the day will end is is like so interesting. Like that journey is the joy. Uh, it's not the outcome, and I think that makes it the most interesting because that journey makes you a better version of yourself every single day. And you will not know the outcome unless you've gone through the journey, and the outcome could be very different. It could be a yay or an a or a or an awesomeness or like no job or no money or no customer, but How you have navigated to spend that time to arrive at that outcome is really a growth that you've done in yourself.
1: Symbol is three years old now. Serpy and her co-founder have secured major clients and investors, and they employ a team of almost 50 people. But Serpy still has that same excitement and wonder in her voice when she talks about the possibilities her day might hold.
0: I mean, every day is like that now at Symbol, <laughs> every, every conversation that I do, and there are some very high value conversations that can turn into a multimillion dollar contract or a financing or having someone on the team who's so stellar that you can not imagine. So the table stakes are so high at every single call, and I'm excited to know how those conversations
1: will go and what will it lead to. Another place that's full of possibilities is Serbi's team at Symbol. She hasn't forgotten the conversations she had with her colleague in Tokyo and how impactful it was to have someone she respected see and name her potential.
0: I think in the early stages of the company, we always preferred uh, people over the exact work and the job and the degree that they had at that period of time. Uh, we looked at how hungry they were, did they had the right skill set to perform, even if it took like three months of learning and ramping up time. It's fine, because at the end of the day, they come out to be like stars in your
1: business. Serpy mentioned one employee in particular here, a woman named Chitra, who started her career working in HR and business development. Chitra joined Symbol after she decided she wanted to pivot to data science. I still remember the first interview that she
0: gave with us. We were sitting in a boardroom and we were taking her interview. And at the end of the interview, we were so impressed by her analytical thinking. And that's all you need if you're a data scientist. I mean, you can learn algorithms, you can get experience into how to build scalable models, but having that very critical analytical thinking is one of the core pieces uh, of a skill set. And we were totally amazed by it. We were like, okay, uh, yeah, join us. She has done great work in just two years. And she's also a food blogger. I love talking about her because I think that she's a she's such a cool person to kind of uh, inspire other people who are in different
1: facets in life. I love that she has a food blog too. Like that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Do you have, I'm imagining you must have moments where, you know, maybe when you're like falling asleep at night or like where you have these just deep moments of satisfaction of being able to do this for people. Is that, does that resonate with you? Yeah.
0: No, uh, I mean, I do all the time and I think it comes with a lot of responsibility also because, uh, and it's, it's a balance of moment that I have one satisfaction and excitement that we're able to uh, be a part of so many lives at the same time, which is unbelievable. I mean, like we're able to touch the lives of 50 families together with our company and what they do and how they do and how they grow is a direct function of what they're working at Symbol. That is so amazing to just like, to just acknowledge that is insane. But then with that comes the other thing, which is like, you're also responsible for all these people and make sure that they have the right growth path. They get opportunities that you wanted for yourself. Now you need to make sure that everyone else in the company has that equal opportunity. Like you, you can't just ever sit back and say, OK, yeah, I think we're good. It's, it's a constant work that you have to do for people uh, because they are the ones really building your company, not anyone else.
1: Symbol's culture of care and attention and maximizing potential radiates out from the relationship Serpy has with her co-founder.
0: We have our sync-ups or discuss if someone in the company is troubled, if we want to take action about it ASAP, make sure we remove the pain and give them a joyous experience of working at Symbol. Uh, So we talk about it every, every single day.
1: I love what you just said about making sure that you remove the pain and give them a joyous experience at the company. That just makes me so happy to know that leaders like you exist and that you're building a company around those values. So I just, am like having a, (laughs) having like a tearful moment because it is not common even today, I think. So yeah, that's really amazing. I do find Surpi's commitment to her team extraordinary. And I think it's this quality that for me differentiates Surpi's story from so many other narratives about successful startups where the founders are put on pedestals as lone geniuses. Serpy's view of opportunity feels intrinsically linked to other people, like it's something she can find in any relationship and like something that can be shared, amplified even, by a community. Is there anything else that you'd like to share, especially as it relates to navigating uncertainty?
0: Yeah, I think uh, getting the right people around you is really important. I feel like don't think that you'll have to do you have to do it alone. <laughs> uh, no one has to do it alone. I think uh, every relationship uh, that you have using any touch point is very unique in its own way, and it can land to so many different avenues that you have not even predicted. Uh, some people that you talk to could. Uh, be, you could be working together with them or there could be a partnership opportunity or they could be friends supporting you and drinking a glass of wine in the evening with you. Or they could be your potential customers or investors. Uh, I mean, you just don't know until you actually do it and go through it. Uh, so, yeah, just um, I think there are so many avenues that one can land into with every single relationship. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I just get excited about it. It's thrilling.
1: For me, just hearing Serpy talk about uncertainty is thrilling. Uncertainty sometimes makes us feel anxious. Unknowns can feel heavy. But for Serpy, it's like she picks up that heavy weight of uncertainty and holds it up to the light. And all of a sudden, we see it's a prism. It can weigh things down and keep them in place. Or it can refract the light of infinite possibilities. We can hold it up and wonder at it as we find our way to what's next. Special thanks to Serpy Retour for speaking with us for this episode. If you'd like to connect with Serpy, you can get in touch via LinkedIn or on Symbol's website at symbol.ai. That's l.ai. She knows the way. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks. We'll hear from Susie McAlpine, a leadership coach and author of Beyond Burnout, about why everything you've heard about burnout is wrong. I called up
0: my boss' neck in tears <laughs> and i said uh, something along the lines of i'm feeling overwhelmed for the first time i'm not performing because i'd had high stress before in my life but i had i had been a top performer most of my life and here i felt like i was completely drowning
1: this episode of she knows the way was produced by jennifer mccord and me Lara dolch for more episodes, hit subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to stay in touch, follow me on Instagram at, at LaraDolch and sign up for our newsletter at LaraDolch.com podcast or by clicking the link in the episode notes. If you're finding value in this show, leave us a review by visiting ratethispodcast.com slash she knows the way. It helps us out a lot and it helps other people find the show. And if there's someone in your life who's going through a job or life change or even considering one, please send an episode their way. Until next time, trust that you know the way.